This is episode number 355 with Gabrielle Bernstein. Welcome to the Melissa Ambrosini Show. I'm your host, Melissa, best-selling author of Mastering Your Mean Girl and Open Wide. And I'm here to remind you that love is sexy, healthy is liberating, and wealthy isn't a dirty word. Each week, I'll be getting up close and personal with thought leaders from around the globe, as well as your weekly dose of motivation so that you can create epic change in your own life and become the best version of yourself possible. Are you ready, beautiful? Gabrielle Bernstein is the number one New York Times bestselling author of The Universe Has Your Back and Super Attractor, as well as five additional bestsellers. She was featured on Oprah's Super Soul Sunday as a next generation thought leader and called a new role model by The New York Times. Gabby is a trailblazer whose vision and life's work is bringing a higher level of consciousness to the world. And in today's episode, we chat about her Spirit Junkie Masterclass, what that is, and why a correct energetic alignment is so important for us to thrive. Why the busy bee lifestyle is not the best way to achieve our goals. Why everyone is worthy of the life they desire how to better manage our control freak behavior and improve our relationships with our loved ones, the importance of acknowledgement and careful healing of mental illness, why we need meditation to truly connect with our life's purpose, why we need to become unapologetic around our earnings to gain back control of our abundance, her unique definition of success and how to feed inspiration in our day-to-day lives, plus so much more. This episode is jam-packed with goodness. I cannot wait for you to dive in, especially if you are looking to find your purpose and your mission and your passions in this lifetime. For everything that Gabby and I mentioned in today's episode, you can check out in the show notes and that's over at melissaambrosini.com forward slash 355. But before we dive into today's conversation, I want to read the review of the week. And this week, it comes from Jen Butler, and it's a five-star review titled, The Exact Podcast I Need in My Life Right Now. And Jen says, thank you, Melissa, for every single topic you bring each week on your podcast. I absolutely love the diversity of topics and the guests and have learned so much from tuning in week after week. I tell all my friends, family, and clients to tune in. Thank you. Thank you so much, Jen, for telling all of your friends and family, and I'm so glad you get so much out of it. As a little thank you to anyone who leaves me a review on iTunes, I want to gift you my wildly wealthy guided meditation. All you have to do is email me a screenshot of the review to hello at melissarambrosini.com. And if you want to get my Bursting with Love guided meditation, all you have to do is leave a review on Amazon for Mastering Your Mean Girl or Open Wide. And I have another special little surprise for you. If you leave a review for my brand new book, Purposeful, available only on Audible, I'm going to gift you my Manifestation Masterclass. So all you have to do is send in a screenshot of your reviews and I will gift you those goodies. Pretty cool, huh? And now, without further ado, let's bring on the incredibly inspiring Gabby Bernstein. (music) 
beautiful Gabby. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you here. But before we dive in, can you tell us what you had for breakfast this morning? Oh, I had a muff. That's what we call uh, muffins. My son calls it ma. And the ma included, it's like a, it's like a, a gluten-free almond flour concoction that with no sugar and no gluten, obviously. And uh, I have that for breakfast most mornings with my son. Oh, so cute. I love that. I love it. Oh, I'm so excited to chat to you. You are prolific, Gabby. You have a million books, what it feels like. You have programs, products, you're a speaker, and everything you do is to help others. And I really love that about you. You really are of service. And one of the things that I really wanted to focus on today is what you have created with your Spirit Junkie Masterclass. It's amazing, by the way. It's so in-depth. You've covered everything in this program from overcoming fear, which is one of the biggest things for so many people, how to step into your purpose, which we're going to talk about today, how to make money from your work, how to manifest media for your business, how to do soulful marketing and soulful social media, which I want to touch on, and how to be an author and a speaker and so much more. But for someone listening who has absolutely no idea what their purpose is, which I hear a lot, and I'm sure you hear this a lot too. It's like, I don't know what my purpose is. I don't know what I'm meant to do in this world. What would you say to them? Sure. Well, listen, I, uh, first of all, thank you for the glowing review of the masterclass. I'm so grateful for that coming from you. So we are in a stage in life right now in particular, when folks are really feeling like there's this potential turning point. There's a potential for a breakthrough. And there's a lot of change happening around us. So we have the desire to change with it often. And if anyone's watching you right now and watching this, they definitely have a desire to, to grow and elevate. And so there's this longing for purpose more now than ever. And purpose is something that I think a lot of people think that it's something they have to find or it's something they have to develop or cultivate. But in fact, our purpose actually is already dwelling within us. We don't actually have to go out and get it. We just have to release the blocks to the presence of it. And our purpose is to live in a state of inspiration and allow whatever it is that we're creating in the world, whether it be a baby or whether it be a business, that it be coming from a place of inspiration. And so rather than trying to figure out what my purpose is based on some vocation or some you know, amount of credentials, it's really about developing a life that is based on inspired action. So rather than looking for some big, big dream, we want to get grounded in what brings us joy, what brings us inspiration. And when we're in that state of focusing daily on what brings us inspiration, our purpose will be presented to us. It will be crystal clear. And that was the case for me. You know, I, I was out there just speaking publicly for free. Nobody was paying me when I was starting out. I was just putting it out there, getting on stages, give me a microphone, and I was in my happy place. And that became my life purpose. That became my mission to extend a very empowering message through, through my spoken voice and through books. And that's not something that I even necessarily knew was happening at the time that I first started. It's like you just followed the feeling. You just followed that inspired action. You didn't logically 
think, oh, I'm going to go do this. You just followed that feeling. Is that correct? Yeah, I think that's exactly right. And you can have an idea or a desire or a vision of what you want to create in the world. There's nothing wrong with that. But the real work, the real the real way to allow that to manifest into your life and to allow it to be purpose-driven is to make sure that every action you're taking is coming from a place of inspiration and not a place of control, not a place of forcefulness, not a place of trying to make something happen. Because that, you know, make it happen, that energy is very deflective. It doesn't, it's not a sexy, attractive, vibrant energy that the universe can respond to properly. So we want to make sure that we're not taking those, those actions towards our visions from a place of control. Yes, absolutely. And it feels different in your body when you're coming from that place of control and force and fear it doesn't feel as high vibe as when you're just flowing and you're coming from that inspired action. It doesn't feel high vibe at all. Really what you're going to feel is just a lot of lack. You're going to feel out of control. You're going to feel low energy. You may get sick even in that state. So when people, I see lots of people get sick when they're pushing and controlling, that gets them to a place of, you know, total dis-ease in their being and their presence and their body. So when we are in alignment, which is what I would refer to as in inspiration, we feel good, we have intuitive ideas, we don't have to figure things out because the inspiration shows us where to go and what to do. I have built my entire life and my business based on that energetic alignment. And whenever I've been out of alignment, things just didn't work. It would not work. So it's the most important, most crucial step to creating what it is that you're here to bring forth in the world. What I see with a lot of people and when they come to me is that they haven't actually even created the space to find out what brings them joy. Like they haven't, they're so busy, busy, busy doing, doing, doing and going through the motions that they haven't taken the time or created the space to work out what it is that really lights them up or even brings them joy. So what would you say to someone who's listening who might be in that situation? I think a lot of folks that are vision-oriented and have a desire of something they want to create can get caught up in the doing rather than the living and the being. And in that state of busy, 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 it's funny, it reminds me of this song that I listened to with my son. It's like a Peppa Pig song. <laughs> it's like, Rabbit is so busy, busy, busy. <laughs> Just like doing, doing, doing like Miss Rabbit, <laughs> we will completely get out of alignment with the momentum that we have within us and the momentum that the universe has to support us. So what happens when we shift from the doing to the living and enjoying and being, we start to feel that we can actually do less and attract more. And you know, a lot of people think that, that it, they have to suffer to succeed. And I just, I really want to bust that myth right now with you because success is actually something that has to come from a place of inspiration. It can't come from a place of forcefulness. Mm, absolutely. I see a lot of people, they come to me and when we strip it back and we dig deep at the root cause of why they're not living their dream life or doing their soul work is a deep unworthiness. They don't feel worthy. They have kind of put people who are doing what they love and, and living their dream life over here in this box of, oh, that won't happen for me. And when we dig deep, it's this deep unworthiness. 
Do you see that a lot? And how can we move past that block? I see it a lot, particularly in the folks that initially come into my Spirit Junkie Masterclass training. In fact, I devoted an entire module to worthiness. Because if you're going to do big things in the world, you have to believe you're worthy of bigness. And so folks come in and they're in that busy, busy, busy place and they think they have to do, 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 and they're strangling their dreams. And one of the biggest things that I noticed that's a common issue for people who have these big dreams and service-oriented goals and, and lives that they're ready to create and manifest and bring to the next level is still a tinge or a huge amount of unworthiness. It could be a little, it could be a lot. And the belief systems of feeling unworthy or inadequate or unlovable are belief systems that are based and rooted in our upbringing. They're, they're rooted in, in uh, attachment breaches with, fam- with parents, with carers, primary carers. They're, they're rooted in, in the experiences throughout our childhood where we may have learned behaviors or belief systems about ourselves that are not the truth of who we are. And so this training is, while it is a, a training about you know launching your desires into the world, it's also a majorly personal growth training. It's, it's like a deep dive in personal growth. And so one of the great benefits that people get from this training is to undo the belief systems and patterns that have kept them in the story of I am unworthy. And unpacking and undoing that story is necessary in order to live a fulfilled life in order to live a purpose-driven life and in order to, to frankly, just to feel free, to feel a sense of freedom. When, you know, if you feel unworthy, that's going to be, you're going to be triggered all day long. It's going to keep coming up and coming up and coming up and we have to, we have to work it out. I love that you are helping people launch their dream business and, and find their soul work and make money doing what they love. And I love that you complement it with the internal work because it's so important. Like you said, it's a spiritual journey. It's a personal development journey. It's an inner journey. They come hand in hand. And there is other business trainings out there. But what I love about yours is that it does come with the inner work, which is just so important. So many people come to me and they're like, how did you create your business? Or how did you become an author? How did you become a speaker? How did you create, a, establish a business that's purpose-driven and feels so good to you and gives back? And my response is, I've done a ton of work on myself. The inner work that I have done to develop my own sense of self regulation and regulating my nervous system and undoing belief systems and healing from from patterns that were stuck in my body and my psyche and my memories undoing and unraveling so much of that and having such a grounded and rooted spiritual path is the key to my successes i don't think that we can we can get somewhere with pushing and controlling but there's a there's a ceiling it's when we really start to open up to a sense of freedom within that our outside experiences begin to reflect our internal condition. And that's why this training is about having a radical inner transformation so that you can create a transformation in the world. I love that. Control is a big one for a lot of people. It's huge. And it's interesting, my own journey with letting go of control How do you let go of control now when it comes up for you? It doesn't come up much anymore. That's the good news is that it can be reorganized. 
really what I do now is I, I've been practicing the principles of IFS therapy, which is uh, in internal family systems. And so when I see myself trying to control, IFS therapy is based on the premise that we have a lot of different parts, that we're all multiples. And that when one part comes up, another part is there to manage it or put the fire out or control it. But it's when we start to honor and acknowledge all of our parts, that's when we start to really heal. So if I notice that I'm trying to control something, I will start to just tune into my body and check what part is that that's trying to control. And just something recently, my husband set up this whole new tech setup for all the interviews I'm doing now and the talks I'm giving virtually. And I really started losing it like when I was fell out of control with the tech. Like I was like, I don't know how to set it up. I don't want to, can we just go back to the normal thing? I'm like, well, can't we just like be lo-fi, you know? And I was getting frustrated and, and I was like, what part is that? And I started to tune into my body and I noticed how clenched I got. And I realized it's, it's, you know, it's a little girl part. It's a little girl part that doesn't like, that, that doesn't, that, that maybe didn't develop the problem solving skills in her brain that she needed because she was traumatized and whatever else went on for her. And so it's the little girl who's just, her brain hurts when she's trying to, you know, figure out tech things. And so that just, that what I do in those moments of noticing that, that controlling behaviors, I notice as a part. And so I say, okay, you know, little girl, Gabby, you can get through this. Let's just breathe. Let, ask Zach for help, right? be resourceful, ask for help. You know, so I start to talk back to that part and bring her into the whole experience rather than exile her and, you know, shut her down. Yeah, that's beautiful. I love IFS. I have been doing it for about a year, working with an incredible therapist who's actually in New York and it's helped and supported myself and my husband. And I've got a stepson who's 14. It's really helped the dynamic in our house. And I found that fascinating when I was having a session with my therapist and I said, I feel scared. And she was like, uh-uh, uh-uh, there's a part of you that feels scared. And I was, that for me was revolutionary. I was like, whoa, my mind was blown just when she said that to me. And so now we use that language in our house with my husband and my little boy. And it's so powerful because the I, whatever we say after I or I am, they're powerful mantras. And so by shifting it to, well, there's a part that feels scared or there's a part that feels out of control really did shift a lot for us. So I'm so glad that you brought that up. Yeah, it's been really transformational for me. And I think that it's such a beautiful practice that people can look into and, and develop a practice on their own through through research or books or Googling, you know, Dick Schwartz, Richard Schwartz, who invented IFS. And it's, it's a beautiful practice. Yes. So a lot of people might look at you and they think you have everything. You have a very successful business, a beautiful husband, a gorgeous little boy. You've got it all. How long have you been doing this inner work and your business? And what has that process been like for you to get to where you are now? Right around right now, it's right near October 2nd, I celebrate 15 years of sobriety. That turning point on October 2nd, 2005, was when I made the devotional commitment to my inner well-being, to my spiritual practice, to my personal recovery, to becoming a sober woman in the world, to showing up at my highest 
potential and highest capacity. That commitment spawned a lifelong devotion to to really my own personal inner growth so that I can be a supportive teacher to other people. I know that I have to walk my talk in order for it to be resonant and in order for it to actually make an impact. So everything I have in my life, whether it, you know, the things you list to my husband and my son and my health and the books or whatever is a direct reflection of my personal growth path. Yeah, that's so beautiful. And so yeah, 15 years, congratulations. That is amazing. That's that's huge. And I know a lot of your personal story, like dealing with addiction, and you recently had another huge spiritual upgrade after you had your son. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I like that you called it a spiritual upgrade. I think that's amazing. <laughs> I had a perfect pregnancy and a beautiful birth. And then about four months postpartum, I started to suffer from anxiety and insomnia and panic attacks, and it turned into agoraphobia. And then ultimately, after several months of insomnia, it turned into suicidal depression. So I was diagnosed with postpartum anxiety and depression, but several months later. So unfortunately, I tried to fix it with melatonin and with, you know, homeopathy and just whatever I could get my hands on acupuncture. But when you're having a biochemical condition, those types of tools, even meditation, they just don't work. So I eventually just had my therapist intervened and I had to get psychiatric support and got my life back. And I've never been more grateful than I am today because that spiritual upgrade, as you referred to it, was probably the most important thing that ever happened to me because hitting such a low bottom gave me the chance to get on a spiritual and medical path that would bring me to a level of safety that would then allow me to do even deeper personal growth work. So I had to reestablish a new baseline for safety in order to do the deeper personal growth work like IFS and like somatic experiencing and EMDR. And so that experience of, and the other, the other blessing, Melissa, with this was I got to know and touch and taste and feel and experience in my full body what mental illness is. And I wouldn't wish it upon anyone, but I know many, many, many people, particularly right now, are suffering from mental illness. And we've seen more suicide attempts than ever before. And you know, in the US, I think one in four young adults contemplate suicide right now. So it's such a difficult time to be alive. And I know that that I was gifted the opportunity to touch and know and experience this mental illness so that I can really speak to it, so that I can speak to what a medicated path can mean for people when they need it, so I can speak to the other side of the medicated path and what are the therapeutic principles and practices you have to embody to really heal, and so that I could write a book about it, and so I could really you know, take the, the healing and the mental health part far more seriously than I ever have before because I've now lived it. Mm, absolutely. I feel like that for myself as well. I kind of go through this big spiritual upgrade and then, yeah, I write a book about it and then I go through it and then I write a book about it. And it sounds like it's similar with you. It's you go through these 
huge upgrades in order to then help other people, support them on their journey. And you're right, mental illness is so huge. And December, two years ago, I lost one of my closest girlfriends to suicide. And it was just the most shocking and like, I can't even explain it, experiences of my life. And it really showed me firsthand and made me look at mental illness. Like I've dealt with depression and anxiety, but not to the degree that obviously she had. And for me, it made me look at it and really dive deep into it and have such a different look on it and how many people are actually struggling with it and how we can support them. And so I wanted to ask you if someone does feel like they are on that spectrum, whether it's extreme or whether it's maybe just slight, what are some of the spiritual tools or things that have supported you on that journey? Yeah, I think first things first is to surrender because a big reason it took so long for me to get my diagnosis is that I was trying to control my diagnosis. I didn't, I was so ashamed of the idea that I could have some kind of mental illness. And I was so ashamed of the idea that I'd have to go on an antidepressant. And I was so ashamed of the idea that I'd have to nurse on an antidepressant. I mean, there was just so much shame in all of this. And so I just pushed it and pushed it and pushed it. So I think it's about surrendering to whatever the healing path must be for you. And for some people that may be that it is so dire that they need medication. In some cases, it may be that you are just really so so down and so stuck in your ways that something like EMDR therapy could be a practice for undoing a trauma, or you could be guided to IFS like we spoke about, or you're opened up to listen to a podcast like this and you're going to witness exactly what it is that you need to heal. So I think that the spiritual part is to just open up to the conscious willingness to receive guidance and show up for whatever that guidance is as it's presented to you. Because when we're trying to control our healing path, just like trying to control our purpose, we will block the natural order and we will block the possibility for growth and healing. And so you know, I tried so hard to control it. I tried so hard to control it. I did every single thing possible, but eventually I, I, I didn't win, right? So, but in the end I won, right? Because I really did surrender and allow. And I am grateful that I've had the experience of having to be medicated because I can speak in a very educated way about what that means as well. I think that many people can be overly medicated and so that can be very tricky and that's why there is a big stigma around it. But when you're truly suffering from a biochemical condition and you you cannot, you know, you're in a suicidal state or you cannot get out of bed in the morning or you cannot sleep at night because you have such extreme anxiety, that's when you would want to address this with a psychiatrist and get a proper diagnosis. And if you are going to get on a medicated path to make sure that you're doing it with a seasoned psychiatrist who can guide you every step of the way and to not put you on something that's going to become habit forming or addictive and to help you get on the medication, but also most importantly, when you're ready to help you get off, because a lot of people don't know how to get off these meds. meds. And so there's a lot of issues around that if they are not handled properly. Yeah, exactly. And how do you feel now? I've never been happier in my entire life. I I sleep 10 hours a night with no melatonin and no nothing. You know, it's just like I sleep, I I eat well, I 
am so present with my family because what happens is if you, if you, I ended up having to get on a medication, but the medication wasn't enough. Like that's not going to heal me. The medication will just subside the anxiety attacks that I was having because of my brain response to postpartum. But you know, the first step is, you know, if you, if you just need to put out the fire, but then it's, what are you going to do to truly heal? And so in that state of putting out the fire, I became safe enough to start to do much deeper work. And that work, I do three therapy sessions a week. I've done hypnosis. Like I mentioned, EMDR, which is an amazing therapy for trauma. I've done somatic experiencing. I've been doing emotional freedom technique. I, I'm going to start doing neurofeedback I've been doing IFS. I've I have been like the trauma therapy guinea pig and I've been educating myself on these practices and taking trainings and you know le- learning about the shame freeze and learning how to dissolve it and really getting so deeply ingrained in these practices for my own resurrection but also so I can teach other people. Yeah, that's beautiful. And your meditation practice, are you still deeply committed to that? And is that part of your toolkit? Yes. I've meditated twice a day for the last 15 years. So I meditate in the morning when I wake up, and then I meditate for 40 minutes at 12 o'clock every single day. So if you're looking for me at noon Eastern time, don't talk. <laughs> no, my meditation practice has gotten far deeper because I'm now not trying to meditate to just regulate and meditating to go even deeper into my consciousness. So it's, it's, it's not like, oh, let me just meditate to just like feel better now. It's let me create even a greater sustainable spiritual connection. Mm, I love it. And you do TM, which is what I do as well. And I've been doing it now for about eight years and absolutely just love it. So committed to it. I just love it. And people say, well, why? And I'm like, because it feels good. It feels really good. And that's why I keep showing up because it feels good. Yeah. Yeah. TM feels really good. (laughs) It does. And when we are wanting to live our dream life and live a life of high vibration, doing what we love, I feel like meditation is such a huge piece of that puzzle because like you said, it helps regulate, but it also just helps us raise our vibration and feel really good. That's exactly right. So meditation is something that every human will benefit from because we get so disconnected from our inner sensations. We live in many disembodied ways. So if we're going to, like we were talking about earlier, connect with our our purpose, we have to learn how to connect with ourself and we have to learn how to connect with our presence because that presence, that inner presence and that inner sensation, that is the power with which we create. That is the power with which we connect to others. That is the power with which we live an authentically full life. And so meditation is one of the greatest pathways into that inner sensation and that inner knowing. That is a huge part of the training, the Spirit Junkie Masterclass training, is I not only offer countless meditations. Every module has a meditation devoted to that module. But then I also teach meditation in a way so that the student can also can learn it, but also teach it. Because I think every human can be a meditation teacher. Yeah, absolutely. And it's so powerful. And like you said, it can help you get clear on what it is that you want to do in the world, work business-wise, purpose-wise. I know so many people who 
were saying to me, I don't know what my purpose is, Melissa. I don't know where to start. Then they start meditating and it becomes clear to them what they're meant to do in the world. Totally. Because what happens when you meditate is you start to slow down enough so that you can listen. So it's often said that prayer is when you ask and meditation is when you listen. Because when you still your mind, that's when inner wisdom can come forth. Yes. And did you still meditate when you had your baby boy? He, he's, is he over one now? Is he over one years old? Two. He's almost oh two. My oh my gosh. So I have a friend who is a meditation teacher. She's a TM teacher. And she just had her second baby. And one of my other girlfriends said to her, tell me, are you still meditating twice a day with two kids and like one newborn? And she said, never miss a meditation. And I was like, wow. Of course, you, know, you can't. There's no, there's no way not to. And in fact, it expands time for you. So giving yourself the freedom. My son sleeps right now from 12 to 3 o'clock. So I, the second he, he goes down for that nap, I, sit, I go down for my meditation. And so it's, it's a routine. And I think being routinized is actually really beneficial, particularly right now, if you've been following any stay-at-home orders. I mean, you're, you, you thankfully don't have to go through or going through here in the U.S., but I've been pretty, pretty quarantined. And so to not lose my mind in my house and, you know, whatever, I am really routinized and I stick to that routine daily because it's a big, it's part of my spiritual practice is to have that routine and it, it, it keeps me regulated. It's great. Yeah, I agree. And I really thrive on it. I really thrive on routine, order and structure. You work from home, I work from home and having that routine. I remember when I first started working from home, People would say to me, don't you just want to lay on the couch and watch Netflix all day? And I was like, no, (laughs) no, like I have order and structure and routine and that's how I really thrive. And having that same time, you know, we eat meals and same time that I meditate, same time I work, it really does allow me to achieve and get everything that I want done in my workday and in my personal life by having that routine and that order and structure. And if you want to live your dream life and live your purpose, that's really important. Totally, totally. I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. Have you ever seen a program or a product and thought, whoa, I wish I created that myself? That's exactly how I felt when I discovered Gabby Bernstein's Spirit Junkie Masterclass. It's an eight-week online program that helps you unlock your soul work, make an impact and an income. It infuses soulful business and spirituality. It's seriously epic. In the program, you will get crystal clear on what you're here to do and be in the world. You will learn ways to own your confidence once and for all and move the blocks to fulfilling your life's purpose, plus so much more. And for the first time ever, I've decided to partner with Gabby and mentor you along your eight-week journey. I get DMs and emails daily asking if I do mentoring anymore. And I'm constantly saying no, but to be honest, I absolutely love it. And now you can get my eyes over your business and life. And this is the only way how. Plus, when you sign up for Spirit Junkie Masterclass with me, you not only get mentored by me the entire time, you will also get my social media mini masterclass to skyrocket your social media. Enrollments are only open once a year and I won't be offering this mentoring again 
So you need to get in before October 10th. If you're in, head to melissarambrosini.com forward slash spirit junkie for more information. I cannot wait to mentor you and hold your hand during this process of you unlocking your full potential and creating an income and an impact in the world. So going back to purpose, I've heard this so many times from a lot of people in their wellness and spiritual space where they really struggle. They have this vision of what they want to create or their dream life, and they really struggle with charging for their services. And you talk a lot about this in the Spirit Junkie Masterclass. Can you talk a little bit about that? Absolutely. So so I think that when we want to do any kind of service-driven work in the world, there's a lot of ego belief systems around the idea of charging, right? Because it's this idea that who am I to earn for my service-driven work? And my response is, who are you not to? Because if you have a career path that is in any form inspiring to you, then it's of service to others because it's your inspirational force that brings more greatness to the world. So the idea that you don't deserve to be paid or the idea that a, a service-oriented career path doesn't should, should, should not you know, be abundant is, is nuts. So I think that the more, when, when you shift your, your thinking around it and recognize that the more you earn, the more you can give, the more you earn, the more you can, you can take the necessary time that you need to create the great work that you're here to create into the world. So becoming unapologetic about your earning capacity is necessary in order to be a super attractor and manifest the abundance that you want and need to allow your greatest visions to manifest. And so often when people are blocking their abundance, it's typically, again, back to that worthiness that we spoke about. And it's the feelings of not being worthy of of manifesting or of attracting that abundance. And then the other story of, you know, who am I to do this service work and get paid for it? But listen, I, I think that, you know, it's it's shameful that some of the most service-oriented career paths are the least financially supported, like teachers, right? It's like the teacher should be making major bucks. And it's it's offensive that that's where we, that's where the the money lacks. So I think that it's, you know, for each individual, it's about shifting your perception. And then no matter what your career path may be, when you shift your energy around your money, your money will change. Mm, I love that. And I love that you touched on the worthiness thing. So it's, it's like digging deep. You know, I always say whenever a block comes up, you got to put on your detective hat and like go digging. Like what is at the root? What is that root core block or, or belief that is blocking you from achieving what it is that you want. So put on that detective hat, go digging. Is it worthiness? What is it for you? And uh, you will learn so much about yourself and just uncover so much about yourself when you go digging. Totally, totally, totally. Go digging. I'd love to hear what your definition of success and what do you attribute your success to? I attribute my success to the same thing that I define it with. And I measure my success based on how much fun I'm having, how inspired I am. My entire life path, career, personal success, relationship success is all based on fun. So the more fun I have, the more inspired I am. And the more inspired I am, the more I can create in the world. So that's it. I love it. 
How do you make sure you infuse joy and fun into your everyday life? Like, what is it for you? Because coming back to what I was saying, it's like so many people don't even know. They don't even know what brings them joy. So what is fun and joy for you and how do you implement it every day? Well, my work that I have, the career path I've chosen is one of the greatest sources of inspiration in my life. So the work I do is fun. The, 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 the mission I'm on is fun. But then fun for just fun's sake is also really valuable because particularly if somebody's like, I don't know what my purpose-driven work is and I don't know what I want to do yet in my life or my career. So the more fun you have, the more it was revealed to you. So if you are someone who, like myself, if you love cooking, I'll go get nerdy in the kitchen and I'll find some recipe or I'll make up a recipe and then I'll enjoy the meal. And while I'm enjoying the meal, that's when I get the best ideas. So, or, or I'm just feeling good and feeling energized. I exercise for an hour a day and I do, I work out on the trampoline, which is like, how fun is that? It's like childlike. And I listen to Sia and I'm like jamming out of my trampoline and that kind of source of fun and inspiration just fuels and funnels more of the creative force within me that is so aligned and comes forth. So if you're not inspired by the work you do, then get inspired by the life you live and the work you do will follow. Yes. I love that. I love it. So beautiful and so simple. Just finding those things like jumping on a trampoline, cooking in the kitchen. They are very easy things that people can access. And I love that that you mentioned that. I want to hear now, what's one thing that you're working on within yourself at the moment? Ooh, which one? Right now I'm working on connecting to the felt sense, which is in somatic experiencing the sensations that we disconnect from and dissociate from when we've had a traumatic experience. So as a result of undoing that that initial wound or the or the body's response, the biological response to that trauma, you then reconnect to your felt sense, which is the sense of like the massive love I feel when my little two-year-old walks up and hugs me, or the sense of tasting food, or the sense of smelling the the, in our in my country right now in my region the the season is changing so I can smell that in the air and this is something that I for 40 years lived without I I was living in a PTSD state where I was not capable of truly touching the senses and really noticing my inner sensations and so right now in my work I'm my personal growth work I'm really developing my felt sense Oh, I love that. That's so beautiful and so simple and something we can all do. And it really does allow you to slow down and stop and get really present when you tune into your senses. And it's so simple. Well, you know, interestingly, it's actually not very simple for traumatized people because if you've had an experience, it doesn't matter how big the trauma or trauma with a big T or trauma with a small T, if you've had some kind of energetic disturbance that, that sends you into a, a fight, flight, or freeze, but you don't actually come out of it properly, like your body doesn't resolve it, then you stay stuck and the trauma isn't actually the thing that happened. The trauma becomes the physical response that you're constantly living in. So that's when folks live in a state of hyperarousal, which they may define as anxiety, or they live in a, a state of dissociation, which they may define as depression. And 
until you fully allow that initial reaction to move through your body physically, that's only when you can truly live in the sensations of your body. And so it's, it's, a, it's a process. And I, I think it's important to recognize because someone might be listening that is living in, in a diagnosed or undiagnosed PTSD state, and they might be thinking, well, I can't sense anything. And that's how I lived for a long time. It was the, you know, Peter Levine, the founder of Somatic Experiencing, says that trauma, the definition of trauma is the inability to be present. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That, that's powerful. And now I've been here and it's nice to be here now. Yeah. Wow. So I feel like so many people are living in that state of trauma and PTSD and we can move through it. And I want people to know that you can look at your journey and your experience. So getting that support and that commitment to yourself and your growth. It's so powerful. And I'm writing a big book on it. So everybody take a break. <laughs> yeah. I will introduce you to every technique you could possibly need to restore yourself to sanity. <laughs> oh, awesome. I can't wait to read it. Speaking of books, let's pretend you have a magic wand and you could put one book in the school curriculum of every high school around the world. Now, besides your books, let's pretend they're already in the curriculum because they should be. What is one other book you would choose? Well, it would be a book that the teachers would learn and then apply with the students. And it's a Dan Siegel book called The Whole Brain Child. It is the most important book there is for parenting, for teaching, for working with young people and young people from zero to 25, because your brain is not fully developed until you're over 25 years old. So it's a book that would change the way people teach. It's the way that would change the way people parent. Oh, wow. Yes. And we'll link to that as well as all of your amazing books in the show notes as well. Just jumping in to tell you about my brand new book, Purposeful. 10 Steps to Overcoming Fear and Living Your Dream Life. Now, this is an Audible original, which means it's only available on Audible and it's available right now. I'm so excited for this book because one of the common things I get asked is, how do I find my purpose in life? How do I know what my purpose is? And this book teaches you exactly how to uncover and live your purpose. So if you want to live a purposeful life, overcome fear and live your dream life, this is for you. You can get it totally free when you sign up for a free trial with Audible. How cool is that? All you have to do is head to melissaambrosini.com forward slash purposeful. That's P-U-R-P-O-S-E-F-U-L-L to get it in your ears today. I also have some purposeful bonuses that you can get your hands on. I'm so excited for you to hear this book and cannot wait to hear your thoughts. So for this week only, if you rate and review the book on Audible, I will send you free access to my Manifestation Masterclass. All you need to do is send a screenshot of your review to hello at melissaambrosini.com and I will send that over to you straight away. Enjoy Purposeful. So we've spoken a little bit about some of your practices, but I love hearing about how people prime themselves for the day. Do you have a morning routine? And can you kind of talk us through a quote unquote typical day in your life and all of your little practices and things that you do? 
my day is so typical right now. I don't travel anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. I'm in quarantine in the United States. I wake up around 7, 6.37 on my own. Sometimes I hear a little, a little noises coming from my son's bedroom, but he's pretty, he's pretty much like a 7.30 alarm clock. He just wakes up. He get, gets out of bed at 7.30 every day. So I have that half hour to myself, which is when I practice my TM. Then I get out of bed, get my son out of bed. My husband and I will, I'll shower, he'll shower, whatever we have to do to, to take care of our child. And then my husband and my son have a bottle downstairs. He gives my, he gives my son a bottle. My husband's not having a bottle. <laughs> and, and that's when I meet them and I, I make a breakfast for my son and we dance to music. That happens for about an hour and a half. And then I head up to work when my son's nanny shows up to take care of him. And then that's when I head up to my office. I usually work right typically in the mornings. So I write from 8.30 or 9 until noon. And then I prepare lunch for my little man. And then he goes down for his nap. And that's when I do my, or till about 11.30, I have lunch with him. And then I go down for my meditation at 12. And I meditate for 40 minutes. And then I usually do some podcasts and things like this in the afternoon or catch up with other work or get calls going. And then by three or four o'clock, I do an hour of exercise. And then by five o'clock, I'm 4.30, 5 o'clock, I'm cooking dinner again. So yes, I am a speaker and author and personal growth person, but I'm also a chef, a private chef. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That is so beautiful. Oh, it's so gorgeous. And it's beautiful to see you guys cooking in the kitchen together on Instagram. It's so fun. I love cooking. And it's for me, it's like a meditation as well. It's just, it is so much fun. There's also the end of my day, which I really think is important to share too, Melissa, because I I have a really, really routinized downtime routine. When I suffered from anxiety and insomnia, I learned sleep hygiene to recover. I practice sleep hygiene like it's a like it's the most important thing in the world. So my devices are off an hour before I go to bed. I have a downtime routine, taking a bath or reading a book. I don't do anything but sleep or have sex in the bed. That's it. No, the bed is for sleep or sex. No phone in the bed. I turn off my devices. I put them in another room. I do a really nice skincare routine and just super relaxation I don't get into any big talk at night and I'm in bed by 9 p.m. every night. Oh, amazing. I think that's so important. I have had so many incredible experts come on my podcast, doctors and New York Times bestsellers. And one of the common things that almost every single one of them mentions is the importance of sleep and getting good quality sleep and having a nighttime routine and making it a priority. That whole I'll sleep when I'm dead mantra that people say. It's just crazy. I mean, last night I was asleep by 7.30. <laughs> so, I mean, I love it. It's so much fun and sleep is just the best time ever. It's so good to, to have a healthy sleep practice. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. I've got three rapid fire questions for you now. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. What is one thing that we can do today for our health? Quit sugar. Yes. Yeah. Love it. So important. What is one thing that we can do today for our wealth? So more abundance in all areas of our life. Focus on inspiration. Yes. Beautiful. And last one, what is one thing that we can do for more love in our life? 
love ourselves more. Yes, yes, yes. So important. Self-love is so important. I'd never even heard the word self-love until I embarked on my personal growth journey 10 years ago. I'd never heard those words. No one had ever said self-love in the same sentence. And it's been such a huge journey for me. I didn't realize how much I had been neglecting myself. And it's been such a beautiful journey to just go on that over the past 10 years. So I love that you mentioned that. Now, is there anything else that you want to share? Any last parting words of wisdom or anything that you wanted to talk about that we didn't get to chat about? I think that the the big thing I've been hearing from people, whether it be on DM or email or tweeting at me, Folks are saying that they feel that they're on, they're, this isn't exactly what everyone's saying, but it's all sounding like this, that they feel as though they're on a precipice of something and they don't want to miss it. Because when everything's changing, that's actually when we have the greatest opportunity to change. So my parting words would be, if you feel that shift occurring, go with it. Don't deny it. Allow yourself and give yourself permission to dive. I love that. Thank you. And you're a great support for that too. And we've spoken a lot about your Spirit Junkie Masterclass and I'm going to be going through it and mentoring people through the program, holding their hand and supporting them. And I've got some epic bonuses that I'm going to be offering and I'll tell everybody about that in a moment. But I think what you've created there with that is incredible and everything that you've created is amazing. And You pour so much love and you really do have service at front of your mind whenever you create anything. So how can we give back to you today? You give so much to everybody else. You are of service to so many people. How can I and the listeners give back to you? Say a prayer for me to have a healthy pregnancy, to get pregnant soon and have, or, you know, on God's time, and to have a healthy pregnancy. I want to have another baby. Everybody that's listening can be part of it. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that is so exciting, my love. Oh my goodness. Yes, well, we can definitely do that. Everyone will take a moment after this and send Gabby your love. And I just want to thank you so much for all the incredible work that you do in the world, for being such a light worker and a cheerleader for so many people. You are blazing the trail. And I'm so grateful for your time today. So thank you so much. Right back at you, Mama. Thank you so much. This was lovely. I loved this conversation. I got so much out of it and I hope you did too. I just want to mention a couple of things before I go. The Spirit Junkie Masterclass that Gabby and I spoke about in this episode The doors are open for that right now. They're only open once a year. Everything you need to know about it is in the show notes. So you can head there, melissaambrosini.com forward slash 355. And basically, this incredible program, which we spoke about, is for anyone who wants to find their purpose and infuse soulfulness into their business and make an income and an impact. This program is amazing. It's only open once a year. This is your chance if you want to do it. And this is the only way that you can get mentored by me. So I am going to be mentoring you throughout the eight weeks of this masterclass. I'm going to be holding your hand. I'm going to be answering 
any questions that you have, this is the only chance that you can get my eyes over your business or life. So this is the only time that you can get mentored by me. I get emails and DMs almost every single day asking if I do one-on-one mentoring or if I do any mentoring or group coaching, and I don't. This is the only way that you can get mentored by me. So if you want me to hold your hand and mentor you during the eight weeks that I've partnered with Gabby during the Spirit Junkie Masterclass, this is your opportunity. And I'm also going to gift you my social media mini masterclass as a little incentive to come and join Gabby and I on this journey. So everything that you need to know is at melissaambrosini.com forward slash spirit junkie. So head there, get all the details, and I cannot wait to support you on this journey. And if you got a lot out of today's episode, please subscribe and leave me a review in iTunes or on your podcast app because that means that we can inspire and educate even more people together. And also means that you could potentially be the review of the week for next week. Don't forget to come and follow me on Instagram at Melissa Ambrosini and tell me your top key takeaways from this episode. I absolutely love reading them all. And I'll just mention the show notes link again. It's melissaambrosini.com forward slash 355. Now, before I go, I just wanted to say thank you so much for being here, for wanting to be the best, the healthiest, and the happiest version of yourself and for showing up today for you. You rock. Now, if there's someone in your life that you can think of that would really benefit from this episode, please be an angel and share it with them right now. You can take a screenshot, share it on your social media, email it to them, text it to them, do whatever you've got to do to get this in their ears. And until next time, don't forget that love is sexy, healthy is liberating, and wealthy isn't a dirty word.